Welcome back to the 3x5 Live podcast. On this podcast, we talk about mindset, mindfulness, productivity, wellness, many other topics. Last week, Jesse kind of brought us occupational transparency, that term, uh, parlayed into vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we enjoyed that one. Yeah, I'd love to hear if you had any thoughts about that or if you were able to see any places or areas in your professional and personal life that you were able to apply some of that, pulling the curtain back and letting people in on the messy process and where you are in any given moment. Yeah, yeah. And this week, we're going to talk a little bit about money. I don't know where this is going to go, this conversation. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> but, uh, we're talking about vulnerability. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go, people. And like, what does money mean to you? And like, kind of riff on this subject a little, uh, because everybody... Or most people think, you know, money is going to create happiness. And there has been some research around being unhappy and being happy and how that relates to money. So un- being unhappy, the other side of the coin in this conversation, <laughs> bless you, Sorry. isn't happiness uh, when it comes to money. Because if you're unhappy money is going to help solve you that problem of being unhappy because or if you're unhappy because of money money can really bring that unhappiness level up to a certain threshold so like your basic needs maslow's hierarchy of needs like money's going to give you like that comfort feeling that hey i can pay my rent this month mm-hmm. i can put food on the table but money doesn't make you happy let's just say you're making $150,000 and suddenly you're making you know $200,000, you're not 20% happier or whatever that math turns out to be. There isn't a direct correlation there. But we have to un- unwind this web that we create that says, I'm dumping all my life to create money and wealth and the outcome will be happiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts that. on that? <laughs> When you started, when you said the word web, I immediately, immediately started to visualize a, like a spider web and like the interconnected pieces. And a lot of the, like money is a tricky thing to talk about, right? Like we all come to the table with some really firm beliefs about money that is usually shaped by our past, right? Mm-hmm. How our parents handled money. If our parents were in debt, if we struggled when we were younger, if there's a sense of lack or a sense of like you need to hold on to your money without spending it, like we have all these really deep seated feelings about money. And when you talk about like the happiness factor, I think having these conversations, especially with your spouse or your partner can be really, really important because if you have different viewpoints or value systems along the lines of money, that's going to cause a lot of unhappiness, right? So when you're talking about happiness and unhappiness, I think, think the first thing is to just start dialoguing about it and recognizing like, what are you coming? What beliefs are you coming to the table with? But then I do totally agree with you that if you did like an exercise or a practice where you wrote like things that are valuable, right, that you own or that you have and things that are priceless versus things that are priceless and you kind of like jot down these things, like what have you spent money on that's valuable, right, that holds like a, like a, a value. But those priceless things, if you connect those, those are going to be the things that do relate and are connected to joy, to happiness, yeah. that bring you happiness. Yeah. And I don't think necessarily if your goal is to keep moving and moving and moving so that you have more money, more money, more money, but you're not really recognizing like why, what is the why behind that? Yes. And that's where I think that exercise you, you just mentioned puts that into light. There's a, there's this very, very wealthy individual who, who did that exercise of, uh, you know, priceless and verse 
valuable. And he was about to take his company, his company was on the trajectory to like IPO. Um, you know, his net worth was skyrocket. And then he's did this exercise and he was like in his early fifties and he's like, do my friends, my close people I play golf with or hang out with, do they care? No, none of these people care. All the things that are priceless in my life doesn't matter. And if I grind it for the next 10 years and create all these, all this more valuableness, not pricelessness, and takes me away from these things that are on my priceless list, what do I achieve, achieved in these 10 years? So by doing this exercise, he decided to sell his company to pour into the things on his priceless side of the list. I like that, like that mindset shift, right? Like how can we add more to that priceless list or do more or be more for that priceless list and get away from the valuable. This reminds me of a conversation that we were just having. You know, if you listened to the podcast last week, we talked about we were celebrating, you know, our our fifth fifth short-term rental. And I have very strong beliefs that this is going to be our last one for a while because we have been very successful with short-term rentals. I'm managing these properties and we've seen like a really great increase with our, like the, the, um, how they're booking and, you know, people are really interested in these properties. It's been like a really fun project for us. It hasn't gotten to the point where it's felt super overwhelming, Mm -hmm. but at what point are we going to hit that threshold where it's no longer fun? And yes, we'll make more money if we keep obviously bringing this to fruition and and, and gaining more of these STRs. But at the end of the day, that is not going to make us happy. Part of the reason why we love this is because it's fun. It's connecting. It's like, it's like an adventure, right? But when it stops being fun, I'd rather have less money in that income stream, but also not feel that sense of like overwhelm where it feels too heavy or too much. And then it impacts our relationship and and how we can show up for our kids. Right. So two things I want to comment on there is, um, the things you own, own you, you know? Mm-hmm. So if we continue to buy short-term rentals, those things that we own then end up owning us in our time. Um, and the second piece of that is though, the STRs were a means to an end in the sense of we wanted them to create more freedom in our life, freedom mm-hmm. with our time, freedom for travel by having this quote unquote passive income, which it's not too passive. Very active. <laughs> yeah, Je- Jesse's very involved very in them. Active. But it's not like you're, you're going to an office and right. you have to check in from nine to five to create this income. Mm-hmm. It allows lots of flexibility. So when we, that was part of almost our priceless list yeah. because these properties allow us to do more with our family. Right. Um, so there, there was a game plan there instead of just gaining wealth. Right. But when it starts to go into, like it, it affects that priceless list of time with our family, using it for a vacation and it becomes more of like a stressor for us, mm-hmm. then that's when you have to reevaluate. And I think it's important for us to do that. Like, there is ways that we are continuing to gain income and it's it's very great, right? Like yeah. we want that to happen, but you have to be mindful of what the overall outcome is, what your overall goals are. Why did you start that in the first place? I think is yeah. like, something oh, to think about. Without a doubt. And it kind of comes down to like you were saying earlier, your belief system around money. And uh, like Byron Katie has his five questions and his last question in this series of five is like, if you didn't have this belief, what, like essentially, if you didn't have this belief, what could you achieve? Or what could you do without that belief? So I would explore as an activity here of your beliefs around money. And many of those are ingrained in childhood. So another thing is if you do have kids, how do you talk about money around your kids? And what beliefs are you in, in passing onto your kids? Is it generational? 
where, you know, you're, it's something that your grandparents passed down to your parents that are being passed down to you. And you're continuing the cycle of lack of, or, or whatever that, that thought is around money. But I'd really get a clarity around what money means to you, your beliefs around it. And if you do have a negative belief around money, what if that belief didn't exist mm-hmm. and where would that leave you? I had a conversation. Um, one of my graduate students, he has an interest in finances and he's a teacher. And he said, like, he's noticing that there are a lot of ways for teachers to look at finances in a way that creates this this extra kind of wealth. And, and how are you filing your taxes and what are you doing with budgeting? And he was so passionate about it. I was like, you should write a course because this is something that I think a lot of people struggle with. And so we, we or he's calling the course financial wellness. Um, when I do like the circle of life activities where people are looking at those pieces of the pie, almost like I would say like eight out of 10 people rate finances as their lowest marker. And I wonder sometimes like, is it a lack of understanding and just kind of like awareness of those like beliefs and and what is kind of holding them back? And are they having dialogue or conversations? If you look at like marital disputes, like one of the top indicators of, of, discourse and discontent in a marriage is, is about financial wellness and financial well-being. And so this is a difficult topic to talk about and to kind of bring to fruition for you. But I also feel like if we're not taking a magnifying glass or a microscope and looking at where we are with this and ultimately our why for creating fi- like financial wealth and then how that relates to our value system and those things, like we said, those priceless items in our life, I think it's really important to kind of take a look at that. Yeah. So what does money mean to you? happy and unhappy and you know do your valuable versus priceless list to Mm -hmm. help add some clarity to it uh again this is a tough subject to talk about but i think we need like you said to be more open and vulnerable about the subject Mm -hmm. (laughs) good work all right guys that's what we got for you this week anything else no i think we're good there's hadley girl (laughs) all right guys until next week (laughs) See ya. We are all-